The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Yeah, so we missed a few games. So what? You want to fight about it? <laughs> uh, I think episode 64 of the podcast. I'm Jack, joined as always by KC. Hello. Yeah, uh, it's been a while again. I, I blame KC for fucking off to a different country. Ah, uh, no, I fucked off to the same country. Yeah, to the previously fucked off to country. Yeah. It's not like I went to Canada. Not your buddy guy. Well, yeah, I'm back. It's, you know, 10 minutes to midday. It's not bad. Cold. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's been like here. But one thing that wasn't cold was the football on Saturday. No, I won't do that. Um, yeah, basically, the one since we last did the podcast, we beat Millwall 3-2. We managed to fuck up against Wigan again. Kiko's fault. We got beat 2-0 at Forest. Kiko's fault. And I know Harrison fucked up at the end, but Kiko's fault. Uh, we drew 1-1 at Brentford, their goal, Kiko's fault, uh, and then we beat Bristol City. We'll only really talk about those last two, because the other two were ages ago. I, I will say, I, I tried to listen to the to the Wigan game on the flight, um, but due to the way LUTV streamed, I only got the first 20 minutes of it before it cut out, and I wasn't paying that much to listen to the game. Yeah, don't they send the radio commentary as a video? Yes, I did. did, Yeah, I did how I was listening to it anyway. So, uh, yeah, it burnt through through the data fairly quickly. And data when you're in the middle or when you're flying over the Atlantic is uh, quite expensive. Yeah, um, if anyone's ever wanted a you know a reference for an essay or something like that, just something for first world problem. Yeah, there you are. My internet on my transatlantic flight wasn't very good. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it was our performance, but no, it was shy that game, which is why we just won't talk about it. Uh, so yeah. we drew one one at Brentford, which is a pretty good result, and I thought we were a better side throughout, and we probably should have won. Yeah, it was a it was a much better performance than we've been putting in for the last few weeks. Um, you know, I think the Forest game was a disappointing game as well. Uh, just before this, so it didn't really fill you with much confidence going into it. But no, we were just kind of back to our usual ways, apart from Kiko. Yeah, well, I would consider that at the moment his usual ways. Obviously, their goal. Ben Rama's goal, but simple back pass to Casilla, who just lets it roll under his foot. And it's one of them where if if he's done if he does that and his last six games have been good, you go, well, that were really shit, and you move on. But he had mm. at that point cost us maybe seven or eight goals in nine games, just directly due to him. And and it was made worse that everyone I don't think there was anyone other than Bielsa who didn't want him dropped before that game. Except for the one guy who tweeted me, who tweeted the Fruit Altogether account saying he's right not to drop Kiko, and then he did that about three minutes later. I refrained from quote tweeting it and taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the, the one thing I'd get, you know, that's a, that's an area that just it shouldn't happen. But you've got to give credit to Ben Rama as well, because as soon as that pass is played across, he is off like a greyhound to, to chase that down, and he, he gets a reward for it. Yeah, it, it was it was very uh, aware forward play. In fact, it was in the Bristol City game. I mean, Kiko had nothing to do in that game, but he did still pass the ball straight out to their centre-forward. But he was on his heels, so he didn't get anywhere. Yeah. But no, we then played... I mean, we were a better side up until Kiko's mistake. We were the better side after. We actually scored from a frigging corner. Yeah, it's Liam Cooper, and it's the only thing that's strange about it is that it's not a header. Yeah, it was um, something that a lot of people before that game were talking about on Twitter, actually, that neither of the centre-backs had scored a goal. And I know that we're hardly prolific from corners, but last season Cooper got, like, what, five? And Janssen got three or four as well? Yeah, I was going to say, start of last season, Cooper scored on the opening day. Yeah. So it was a bit weird that we got to this stage and neither of them had got one. So it was good to see them get going. I'm surprised Ben White's not kind of dribble, dribble around four or five players and then curled one in from about 25 yards. Ah, there's time yet. That'll, yeah. come ag- that'll come against us next season for Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> As it, we we went through that game, and it, even though we didn't get the win, it really did turn because everyone was really down on the team before that game, and with good reason. Like that Forest performance was shite. I know that Bielsa came out after the Brentford game and said we actually played better against Forest, but he was, I'd say, I'd be generous and say, oh, it was for psychological reasons, but no, he was just straight up lying. <laughs> this this period of games. Listening to him talk, it's so curious now. Because I understand that he has this whole thing of of, of always protecting the players. But it, it's it's gotten almost comical, the extent he's going to now. Mm. I bless him. Like I, I, I understand backing your team. Yeah, it's, and I, I understand fully he's not going to come out and, and slag Kassir off on his own. But you'd think at some stage during this run, there's going to be a point where he's going to... We think, well, you know, uh, maybe we reevaluate what our best team is or something like that. But no, just blind faith. Nah, he'll stick with him, but it sounds like it's for like back end of this week where we'll find out. If he's a racist or not. Yeah, I, not legally speaking, because it's not the same burden of proof, but basically, yeah. Well, uh, that was it. Was it. Was it Forestieri last year where he was found guilty by the FA but found innocent in a court of law yeah because it's it's like well, it's it's balance of probability for the FA if you probably did it you're guilty whereas in a court it has to be if definitely did it yeah and well, that's it's much harder to prove that but I all the signs everything that you hear is probably going to get a ban and it'll be at least six games yeah, what is it between between six and and twelve? He could get. Yeah, and it sounds like a lot of this delay is on the Leeds end because Leeds are getting so many character witnesses and stuff like that. <laughs> surprise witness after surprise witness. Ah, <laughs> uh, just just getting Thomas Graveson in, like ah, yeah, me and Kiko, we uh, you know, we were back in Madrid at the in the summer of twenty ten. He was he was just a young lad. And everyone else is looking at the paper going, Thomas Graveson. Wow. <laughs> Gary Stridham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then we had Saturday. Did, did you actually get to see Alt Game on Saturday? No. Um, I, I am going through a bad patch of sleeping at the moment. So I woke up to a Google notification that we'd gone 1-0 up. All right. Well, at least you'll some. It was, it was nice because at this stage, you know, over the last... I'm just, I'm just trying to think now. There's plenty of times in, since I've been over here where I've, the same things happened and I've woken up, or especially with like the early kickoffs, I've woken up and gone, oh, good, we're 2-0 down. I'm going back to sleep. Well, that's only, well, 2-0 down waking up, that's only Millwall and we won that game, so... Yeah. It's just a strange one to, to just looking at your phone, kind of blear. I go, what? Blue Kaling? Huh. Well, what I can say from being at this game, and obviously all the stats backed this up as well as the eye test, but... This was as much of a battering as I've ever seen a 1-0 be. Yeah, I think, I think the, the main stat I saw, well, kind of, that kind of told that was, what was it, they had they managed one shot all game? They had, one shot, had. They had one shot on target, which was a really, really weak header that went straight at Kiko. And in the yeah. second half, Wells had one chance where he got put through. Oh, yeah, that's where Naki Wells is now. Yeah, tight angle and he hit side netting. But Leeds... I mean, Ailing scored the goal, but I'll tell you what was nice, something that we haven't had this season. We got that we got a bit of luck with where with bounce at ball on goal. Yeah, you know, we had a shot and it got like Costa had a shot, it got saved. And uh, like the one that got disallowed was the same. One gets saved, it falls to a Leeds player, and it stuff like that on the goal. Like it went across, came out to Harrison, he went across, click had a sh- shot. Went into box, hit early, nearly brings it down, scores. The ricochet of the ball finally went for us a little bit. Yeah. But even if that wouldn't have happened, like Harrison's one that smashed the bar was really quite unlucky. Uh, the Bamford missed. I mean, it was an absolute sitter. Costa, no. Costa, when he went round the keeper in real time, because I was other side at ground in in East Stand Upper, I thought that Costa had got there absolutely as quick as he could and it was just great goalkeeping. I think Costa maybe could have been slightly quicker. So yeah. it's still great goalkeeping, but it wasn't ideal. But wait, if if we'd have got three, if we'd have won that 3 0, it'd have flattered Bristol City. Yeah. Um and then results went our way as well. Very much our way. Barnsley uh, uh, Barnsley really pulling a result out. Yeah, Barnsley, who've done the double over Fulham now. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was nice. Uh, the the goalkeeping for I was just I, I was just going to say, have you seen the goals from that game? Yeah, I saw I saw the one Phil Hay retweeted of just is it like the foot the football league chat t- tweeting like the run, the finish, and then Phil's just like the goalkeeping. Yeah. Oh, did that? Have you seen all three goals? I haven't, no, I've just seen the one where the keeper oh. charges out. Right, uh, Barnsley's first one, ball over the top, bounces straight into Rodak's hands. He drops it against the forward, who I think was Woodrow. Yeah, uh, just, I think he got two. You know, just simplest one in the world. Drops it against him, and it bounces past him. So he just grabs him and pulls him to the floor. <laughs> like, most obvious penalty in the world, scores. The second one is that long ball over the top. Where he where he comes out and he's about seven yards short. 
And then the third one is a Kiko special. Low shot, not that much power near post. Misses it completely. It's good to know it's not just us. Yeah, but apparently he's been like really good the last two months, which is where the difference lies. Because I think that this stat came up. It, no, it was definitely later than the last podcast because we hadn't done one in that pissing long. Uh, mm. the, for the first 21 games of the season, only including stuff that Kiko could do something about. So only the, like the shots on target that he's had to save. His, yeah. uh, his actual goals to expected goals differential was the best in the league. Like, it was the best goalkeeper in the league for the first 21 games. And then for yeah. the 10 that followed, he was the worst by a mile. Yeah, because I, th- I think the, 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 the thread I was looking at was that his, his save percentage had dropped and put him at, uh, like, 26th, which I was there thinking... the. There's only 24 teams. Yeah. <laughs> He's worse than t- teams that have used two goalkeepers. Yeah, no, it was... Really, like, his overall save percentage, like, halved or something daft because of how bad his form yeah, was. Yeah, well, I think it dropped from... Was it 86 to 44 or something like that? It's, yeah. it's, it's around that. Which is concerning and, you know, I, I really hope... Well, we'll see what happens with the kind of the outcome of all this. But, you know, he's, he's, he does look broken at the moment. Yeah, like, as, as I said about the Bristol City game, he had nothing to do. And he was still, his distribution was was better. Like, he did a few good quick throws out and stuff that he wasn't doing in the previous games. Because that was the other thing, that even his, like, after he dropped that bollock against Brentford, he seemed to put a lot more balls straight into touch than normal as well. Yeah. It was th- those things as well were worry. But he had one ball that was obviously his ball and Cooper yelled at him and yelled at him and yelled at him and he left it till the last possible second to actually come out and get it and they nearly collided again like they did in playoff semi. Because that, that was the other one. and Because I, I texted you during the, the Brentford game because that's when I, I actually paid for the LUTV stream. Mm. Um, and the only issue I had was at times it would skip. Like mm. it would skip ahead a minute, um, so I think we just kind of cleared a ball up towards Bamford, and then it skips, and it's it's that one where the ball seems to be bouncing over Casilla, and he's scrambling back to to grab to grab hold of it. Yeah, and he had he does, just but he had just run it, out too far, and it bounced over him. Yeah, but it was one of those moments, especially with the skipper's like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, what did Patrick Bamford do? <laughs> he had a shot, so it went fifty yards backwards. But no, I was really pleased for Ailing getting the goal. One, because obviously he's a good player, but they bombed him out and it was Lee Johnson that did it. Yeah. So you could see how much it meant to him in celebration. He really... Have you seen the, the, the pictures side by side? I can't remember if it... I think it's from the Forest, from him doing an interview after the Forest game and then uh, him being interviewed after the Bristol game. And it was just someone tweeting what a difference a week makes. Like, after the Forest game... It looked like his soul had been destroyed. I'll tell you what, that interview after the Forest game worried me. Because I did think, if he's representative of the mood in the dressing room, we're fucked here. Yeah. And I think on the day he was, I just think they bounced back from it. And the main thing that I think is above bouncing back, above any mental strength, above just an improvement in performance, it's having Calvin Phillips back. Yeah, Calvin was a... It's been interesting seeing again on Twitter quite a few people say... 
that maybe having three games off did him good. Didn't do us any good. But he's he's come back and and looks a machine in these last couple of games. Yeah, it could be it could be that long really thinking between now and end of the season that break might have done him good. It's almost like we should have some sort of squad rotation going on. Yeah, cuz he didn't play at all and then he played the last under 23 game. Yeah. Uh, just to get cuz he'd had a week off then he played one before Brentford game and then he was good. But having him back has really made a great difference. He's just he's he's covered so much ground, we, and you, you certainly miss that aggression in the middle of midfield. And mm. I know I know Dallas has become a more defensive player, but and to be honest, against against Brentford, I think with Dallas back at left back, we looked so much more balanced. Yeah, and he was really good against Bristol City. Well, I wouldn't go as far as really good. He was good against Bristol City as well. Everyone was good. Like the the worst players on the pitch that started were six and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'd say, actually, that's one. That, don't talk Helder Costa's game against Bristol City was weird because mm. he was like, like my dad doesn't really rate Helder Costa. He thinks he's really wasteful and stuff. And you know what people are like when they get a bugbear? They only see the bad things that they do. Yeah. Like, and I've I I've been like that with players as well. I know how your dad can get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, he kept, like, he'd lose ball and he'd go, fuck's sake, he's so weak on ball. But it was, he wasn't wrong about that. But he yeah. was missing the fact that he was the out ball all game, crossfield balls to him, and he was the one getting us up the pitch. So it was like he did 60% of the game brilliantly, but he also made quite a lot of errors. It was a really strange performance to watch, but when he came out of it, he had he ended up having two good efforts on goal, and he probably should have scored one, and he definitely should have had an assist for that one he set Bamford up for. And if he has that yeah. exact same game and Bamford finishes it, everyone's saying he's had a really good game. Yeah, I I think it was it's definitely one of the one of the better Helder Costa performances I've seen this season. Yeah, it, it I, wasn't. I was, I was, there was very still, impressed with him. Yeah, as I say, there were still problems. But it looked a bit more like it did that. Yeah, he did, he did a very good job getting in behind and, and kind of getting past the fullback, which has, yeah. has been a bit hit and miss this season. Yeah. Oh, and Liam Cooper's pass for that chance. Yeah. That was an unbelievable ball. It's in there with, it's in there with Liam Cooper. Cooper and White both did him in that game. Played some unbelievable balls out from centre-back. Uh, it was quite funny because you, you, you still got the... Especially in the final third, for us, the odd moments of like Hernandez having the shot, and I think it was it Costa that he basically smashed it at Costa, gave him very little chance to actually get out of the way, and then you could just see Hernandez looking at him and going, "Oh, for God's sake!" Just between that and um, Big Kev trying to volley one of their central defenders into the crowd, go yeah, for the shot. That chance against Brentford where he booted him up in air was unbelievable. Augustine did get a chance at the end of this game, where he put, at the end of Bristol City game that he put just wide. After good work, Phillips won it back and ran about 50 yards with the ball to set him up. And yeah. I cannot blame him for shooting. It was a centre-forward, fairly central. And the entire crowd was willing him to shoot. But if he knocks it square, clicks in fucking acres. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know it's probably not the best to go on for the, for the amount of game time that he's had, but... Having actually seen him in person, what what have you made of of his performance? 
at the minute he should be on the bench. He's not offering as much all round as Bamford, and he doesn't look as fit as everyone else. He doesn't look unfit. He just mm. he just doesn't look Bielsa fit. Yeah. Uh, again, I've seen a few people kind of commenting that he, he definitely that he doesn't make the runs that Bamford does. I, I'll, uh, if anything, he looks to get him his first thought when it, when a midfielder gets the ball. One thing I did notice is his first thought is turn running behind. Yeah, like you see him go and then remember and kind of drop off the front a little bit. <laughs> like it's it's an instinct. Get me in behind. I want to score. Uh, I, I haven't seen enough to be able to judge him, really. But he's not naturally... He's not naturally a deep-lying forward. Yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be good to see if he, he gets a run, because I think you'd hope to see him start a game sooner rather than later with, with the run that Bamford's on again. Just... Again, just in terms, because with Bamford, it's still frustrating that he's still getting in the right positions and just just not finishing. Yeah, but as I mean, we played well on Saturday, so I'm assuming that this coming Saturday it'll be an unchanged team. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not loads to say about it. Uh, in terms of our predictions, uh, you're still six points clear. Woohoo! Uh, I do have on the notes here Perveda and Augustin, but we've just talked about Augustin and Perveda hasn't played yet. Yeah, he's just—I think he's just played in the in the twenty threes, hasn't he? He's not even played a whole lot there. No, I have seen a bit of him in twenty threes. He's got a trick. He loves running at people. Like it does—it doesn't always work, but he's—he does love running at people. You can tell, but you can't really tell much from that. So, uh, it, speaking of twenty threes, results since last one, they had a two-two against Chef Wednesday, a Niall Huggins free kick and an own goal. The Niall Huggins free kick leads us Twitter put like magnificent strike. It was like a low cross that bounced in. It, <laughs> it was a it was a decent free kick, but it was by no means a magnificent strike. Uh, we got beat two one by Derby. Theo Hudson with goal. Uh, again, Derby's youth teams are really good. Have you seen their you because they're in you for youth league this year, the Champions League mm. for youth teams because they won uh, ours last year, and it's the Champions League teams and whoever wins, and they've got yeah. to the knockout stages. They beat. I think it was Dortmund for beat to get through. Bloody hell. Like their, their youth team is really strong. We should send someone there to watch them. Yeah. Can't see how that could go wrong, to be honest. No. Uh, and then they, uh, under 23, battered Bolton 4 1. Uh, Niall Huggins, Liam McCallan, John Stevens, Bobby Camler. Bobby Camler's been playing as a striker. Usually okay. for, the sec- for the second half, usually after Augustine goes off. Because uh, Edmondson's yeah. got that knee injury, so he's out for a bit. Uh, and Ilya Capriel saved a penalty as well. Oh, nice. Well, he'll be on the bench soon. Yeah. The uh, the better one to watch, and I don't know if you got a chance to see any of it, did you see any FA Youth Cup game at Old Trafford? Uh, I didn't know. Uh, but it was it was nice kind of keeping up with that and seeing the, the, the amount of people we took for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure that we could have took another few thousand if it had let us. Yeah. That's uh, it. But we got we got beat one nil. But it was a good game, and we, for long periods in that game, looked better than them. Like we played some really good stuff. Like that, it was. I mean, he did lay on the floor a lot and dive about a bit. But they had one lad, Hannibal Mabry, who did look quality. And then Amitai uh, Winehouse <laughs> put on Twitter that he cost nine million pound. I'm like, oh, that'll be why. <laughs> 
It's called Hannibal. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that must that must be one of those things from a film that translates over into different languages. Mm. Is he the one that has the afro? Yeah. Now, Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Um, he did look good, to be fair. With. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, you know, you look at kind of, and we've done a good job kind of re- rebuilding our U teams in the last couple of years. Um, but you look at where our players are coming from, and then you look at how they're getting players, and I, and I dare say it's the same at kind of all, well, pretty much top 10 Premier League clubs. Um, which, you know, Man United nearly aren't a top 10 Premier League club anymore. No, weirdly, because the league has been so poor, they still might get in the Champions League. Particularly now, yeah. Man, now Man City are banned, although I don't think that'll come into effect next season because I think they'll still be appealing. Well, again, given that I, despite not really watching a whole lot of the Premier League, um, the authority on English football over here for a lot of people that I meet, whether it's like work, other coaches I work with. Because they, ju- they just hear the accent and assume you know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, so what Premier League team do you support? I don't support a Premier League team. So yeah, but which Premier League team do you like? I don't mind Spurs, but that's it. <laughs> um, it's all down to an FMO6 save. <laughs> but no, so, so obviously I've, I've kind of been asked about Man City and then the situation there. And then people talking to me about the Premier League and, and and why it looks like it does. It's just the fact that Spurs, who are having this disastrous season, who... Under Mourinho, they've, they have picked up, but they're not. It's not as if they've kind of returned to the form of last season. Mm. And and they're fifth again. So, you know, I'll say what I think I said the last time we spoke. Like, this is kind of outside of Liverpool. It's the worst kind of top six you've seen, you know, in a long time. Yeah, it's weird having kind of a weak Premier League with maybe the best Premier League team you've ever seen at the top of it. Yeah. And then Sheffield United hanging in there. Hey, I hope they're getting Champions League. Good on them. I've I've absolutely no problem with it. Good on them. Yeah, to be honest, at this stage, you just think, well, there's enough teams up there that I don't like that I would rather have Sheffield United there. Yeah, I've always said I don't really hate Sheffield United. I think it's because when we were growing up, Sheffield United weren't in Premier League and we were. So I, I hate Chef Wednesday, but I don't really hate Sheffield United. Yeah, I can, I can see that. But um, I'm sure that the... Because I think in the 80s, it, it was the other way around. Mm, like, yeah. we played we played Sheffield United and not, a lot and not Chef Wednesday. So people who were nine, ten years older than me probably hate Sheffield United a lot more. I was going to say, you listen to John Rawling, um, whatever, he's been on Fighting Talk. He's uh, he's a Sheffield United fan, isn't he? And he absolutely hates us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm uh, sure they, they do hate us. I just aren't that bothered about them. Yeah. And I well, like, because we're not in the league, I like interesting things happening. It's like when Leicester won the league, I really I wanted him to win it because it was interesting. And Sheffield United getting in the Champions League would be interesting. Particularly if they do an Ipswich and get relegated the next season. Yeah, but I mean, if you think as if you think about it as well, since since we got relegated from the Premier League, the first two seasons in the Championship we were together, they got promoted the second season at the end of the second season. So mm. we had two years there. Uh, then we had three years in League One. Our our return to the Championship, they got relegated that season. 
so they had a few years away from the championship. So it's not like we've even had in our time out the Premier League, we've we've had a long run of of playing them every year. No. As it, oh. and you know, as what I know that Wilder gives a few interviews when he's had a drink and acts a bit of a cop, <laughs> but he's doing a fucking unbelievable job. <laughs> I, uh, it's one of the things I spoke about actually to a few people when they're asking me about the teams that got promoted. I said, you got to look out for Sheffield United because they just play differently to everyone else, and that was you know with that back three, it really had the potential to go wrong. You know, go into the Premier League, but they've they've got that balance just right. Yeah, as you can tell by us having that massive diversion, there hasn't actually been loads of news. <laughs> no, Adam Adam Forshaw's died. Yep, uh, that's pretty much it. Adam Forshaw out for the season. Now, obviously, my first instinct was, well, why didn't we send him for surgery straight away? Now, I'm aware it's not that simple. I am sure that they thought they were doing the right thing, and then they weren't. But it it's, is one of the, it's one of those bits of news that as soon as you hear it, you just think, oh, for fuck's sake. And there was a lot of people saying that we should sign a centre-mid in January, and this just proves those people right, really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, his last game was, uh, what was it? The, it was the Charlton game away, yeah, wasn't it? He, he he was playing well, and then he got an injury. I think he missed one. And then he came back onto the bench against Charlton, came on for the second half, and then we answered him since. Yeah, and it was, was, I think it was after the Charlton game when Bielsa said, oh, I expect it to be about two weeks. Yeah. It was a real, it was a real Simon Grace and weeks, not months. Yeah. And then you just think, oh, David Sommer's dead. Yeah. And I mean, we have missed him. Like, we don't, we miss him less when we're playing well. And it's, it's all right when you've got, when Phillips Click and Hernandez are all fit. That period when we didn't have Hernandez or Phillips. Yeah, like that's... If you don't have Forshaw to cover, then you really are... It's such a heavily weakened central midfield at that point. Yeah. Um, Particularly as, like... I mean, Tyler Roberts appears to be made of glass. And sugar glass at that. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. That period, again, when we had kind of... Click and Dallas as the central midfield, and you've and you've got Dallas. Uh, sorry, Click playing as more as a number ten. Yeah, you, and you the, just wish that you just wish there was a foreshore there to to kind of anchor out the two of them, just yeah. be the central midfielder. Yeah, oh, and pushing Ben White into CDM and playing Ealing as a centre back, and it's just it just it just messed everything around. Uh, the yeah. the only other real bit of news is uh, we are playing Bayern Munich in a Legends friendly for the centenary on twenty eighth of March. If the you were in, l- if you were in the, the country, would you go? I'd I'd go. Yeah, I'd, there's there's some names I'd I'd really like to see play again, and one name I I can't believe has been included as a legend. Well, I I think it's the shittiest headline I've ever written for it altogether. Leads to play Bayern in Legends match for Centenary. Legends on display. And Michael Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe, because clearly there is a level of contempt that Michael Brown had, if not for the club, for the fans. Yeah, and it's reciprocal. Yeah, I, I can't believe he's uh, he's taking this on. But... 
There you go. Whatever uh, floats I, your boat, Michael. I really do. I, I fucking hated him when he played. I really did. There's not been many players that I've hated while they're playing for us, but he is one of them. It's quite nice because uh, you see Lee Bowie. I'm, I'm on the on the website now. Um, so let's have a look at who we've got on here. Uh, players from the Champions League era. So Olivier, it's Olivier de Corley, Boyer, Eric Backer, Ian Hart, Gary Kelly, and Danny Mills. Mm. And I reckon plus. I reckon de Corley could still do a job. <laughs> I, he looks in tremendous shape, and and he seems to play in a lot of charity tournaments and mm. uh, and five sides and things like that. Um, I'd be a little bit worried about Eric Backer if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Just given his injury. But then you go from that to plus key players from League One promotion winning campaign, including Beckford, Becchio, Hughes, uh, Simon Grayson will also be taking part. Um, a bit further down, other members of the Leeds United squad will include former England international Steve Hodge and Rob Green, Scotland keeper Neil Sullivan, and Premier League Golden Boot winner Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Right. Which is, I know Rob Green turned it round, but like, it's a, it's pushing it a bit, isn't it? Like, he turned it around in his one season. Yeah, he played one season, and for the first third of it, it was a bit shit. Yeah. You've also got David Weatherall, Noel Whelan. I like how it's written as Mickey Gray, not Michael. Again, two-time loanee, Mickey Gray. Two-time loanee and... Did, didn't he, like, duck on the line to send us down? Uh, it, it might have been him. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we were as good as fucked at the end of that second season, uh, third season anyway, but... Yeah. Because he was one of those, that, and I think he's fairly well-liked at whatever club he's played for because he's a blood-and-guts player. He's also a nice bloke. I've ran into him on the night out a couple of times when I lived up that way. Yeah, he always comes across well. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? So you got Bobby Davidson and Richard Cresswell in the squad, which you know, nice and easy for Richard Cresswell anyway. Yeah. Oh, that was something I meant to mention about the under 18s Charlie Cresswell stood out a mile. Mm. He he's, he's put. I know, I know he's had a he's had a few games in the 23s this season as well, which, he, is, which is nice to see. He's first choice for 23s now. Yeah. Like him and Casey would be the two. It's just that normally. Normally they're needed to, at least one of them has been needed to be in the squad lately. Yeah. Well, uh, I say at least one of them, it's always been Casey. But, like, I honestly, I've, what I've seen of Cresswell, I'd be, if we were in an emergency and needed a centre-half on bench, I'd have no problem with Cresswell being there, what I've seen. Yeah. And then we uh, we topped that squad off with Wilkinson and David O'Leary as co-managers. Yeah. Which, just leave it to Howard. No, just leave it to fucking Bielsa. <laughs> <laughs> David O'Leary would be looking around going, we've got 20 minutes left, where's Robbie Key? Yeah. We throw him on, be fine. Yeah. Um, I, I need more strikers, damn it. <laughs> so yeah, there'll be, it'll be interesting. That's I dare say we'll probably get a few more players added to that squad as well, for, given it's a Legends game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, take out Michael Brown and questionably Michael Gray. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like him, but let's let's not over. <laughs> he is a lot. I mean, I loved Radistin Kishishev, but I don't want him in this team. Yeah. 
Now, I'd be... It's one of them. If I end up off work, I might go. But I'm not booking off. Yeah. Um. Um... The and the kind of the announced names, at least on the website for uh, for Bayern Munich, includes uh, the man always signed by Newcastle on Championship managers is Lucio. Lucio. Yep, Carson Yanka. South American style and flair will also be on display with Martin Dimichelis, Ziroberto, and Giovanni Elba. Giovanni Elba, that was a hell. Of, he's a he was a hell of a player. Yeah, it was Dimichelis. I kind of take exception to that sentence with but okay yeah I was, was going to say well you know there was South American flair from Martin Demichelis and on Saturday when we play Reading we could welcome up against Pele yes and push gas yeah is that the criteria just well I mean well, I we suppose that, that would we only had be Ronaldo and Romario <laughs> yeah. so that would only be one so it'd be a criterion yeah, <laughs> but there'll be a yeah wedding at home on Saturday. Right, that's the thing that I need to plug. Right, if you can get down to the ground early on Saturday, I don't know if you know about this, by the way, Casey. I do not. Right, uh, if you can get down to the ground early on Saturday at the Foster's Fan Park at the northeast corner, there will be a band playing, and that band consists of that band. It, the signal will be Paul Wilson of King of Elland Road and the other lead songs that you all know and have seen, like the one he did about Stuart Dallas not long since. Yeah. And he will be playing on stage at Elland Road with a Mr. Dominic Benison. Oh. Our friend, so. the, our friend of many years and the man who records this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, I, I, I believe that they've been gigging under like the Centenary Whites thing. Uh, they yeah. did. They did a gig in Leeds at the Duck and Drake the other night, which apparently went over very well. Uh, there was quite a lot of the Norwegian fan clubs there because they were all over for the game at weekend. Yeah, which I was quite surprised about. Lamb and Flag, not Duck. I keep doing that. It was Lamb and Flag. They, uh, I keep missing up the name of the pub. <laughs> they uh, they keep. They typically come over when you've got kind of Saturday, Tuesday home games. But, yeah, because I heard there was about five hundred of them came. Oh, over. there was there was quite a lot. Yeah, uh, and I think a a decent number of them made it to the gig. Obviously, a lot of them just ended up out drinking. Yeah, bloody Vikings! You know what they're like. But no, it's a gone over well. But I've, uh, luckily, I can get him to say in my ear. I think he said it's probably going to be was was it half one while quarter past two? Yeah, roughly half one while quarter past two. They'll be on stage. So if you can get down, to, if you're one of the people that gets down to the ground early. And goes to Billy's or goes to Peacock. I know that it, and I know that the beer isn't necessarily the greatest at football grounds, but it might be worth. Go- but well, it would definitely be worth going over to Fan Park this time and seeing this, because uh, I know Paul's Paul's done a lot of songs, and they are really good. They're really catchy, and they're both really good guys as well. So just yeah. As as a as a fan of uh, especially as a fan of Paul Weller, I did really enjoy the Stuart Dallas song. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was quite nice as well. Stuart Dallas seeing this as well, because the, the 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 official Northern Ireland account retweeted it as well, didn't they? When when that was put out, yeah, as he's he's done a fair few, and they uh, I don't know what they are. I could find out, but I, w- I wouldn't spoil it anyway. But I mean, I could just ask him. Uh, but they, he has a few he has a few more ready to go. Apparently, do you think one of them, a uh, number one, is Michael Brown? 
No. Because that's what I'd say. That would go down brilliantly. Weirdly, we were on about it the other night at the pub, and uh, Dom's brother came out with a little bit of Kiko in the in the goal, a little bit of Pablo <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice start. And we thought, huh, that would probably be doable. <laughs> yeah. Dom will have to start, you know, working on his trumpet. But I'm sure that'll take him a couple of hours to master. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite a long time for him to learn an instrument, generally. Yeah. But no, uh, there's that. And then also, on a date in March, they're playing a big gig at the Irish Centre. Yes, is that the weekend? Is that the same weekend? Uh, or is it the 22nd? I, oh, that's the problem, you see, that I can't bloody remember what date it is. Is, is Dom not in the booth to, uh, to no, remind you? No, Dom has just disappeared to get me a beer. <laughs> Dom has oh, gone well. to get me a beer, basically. Uh, it is on Friday the 20th of March at 7pm. Oh, Friday. It's oh, March, p- sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like that's the big gig. That will, Obviously, playing at Ellen Road, you just show up. That is £12 a ticket, but... It will be very worth it. I think that uh, I believe Per Henning Rake is playing as well, who's one of the Norwegian Leeds fans who can play. And I think that the the cover band The Strikes are doing a gig as well, which Dom is also in, and they're really good too. Yeah, he's got a busy night ahead of him then. Yeah, this is the good thing about there not being much news. It means that we can go more into depth on the plug, and yeah. then what Dom can do now, you see, is as payment for this, for these bits of plugging, what he can do now is walk into the studio and bring me a beer. Yeah. What a player. What a team player. What were my options, Dom? <laughs> uh, I know you love Moretti, so I'll have the Australia. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's generous as well. Yeah. Handsome, too. <laughs> unfortunately, he is taken. I thought you were going to say, unfortunately, his hairline is still his lot to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I'm just uh, just just for the. Uh, thanks, I mean, for, thanks for thanks for the Dom. Are you looking forward to the gig on Saturday, Alamad? Oh, yeah. It'll be awesome. Cool. <laughs> just be there. Yeah. So, as I say, it obviously there's a lot of people don't get down to the ground really early and stuff. But if if you can do, and if you do anyway, make the effort to walk round and watch them. Because I, I, I really think it'll be good. And at, at the very least, you're not going to hate it. <laughs> yeah. that's So the fan, the fan because you can tell I've never been. So that is where, is that where they used to do ticket collections on the day? Yeah. The, the Foster's Fan Park. Yeah. Oh, and the best way to sell it is, I believe they do two pint pots. Well, hey. So you Everyone's can get, a, so you can get a, a load of beer down. Uh, so what we're going to say, Reading, Pele, <laughs> Puskas. Uh, Reading are weird in that they are capable of really good performances, but they're very hit and miss. Yeah, I mean, the last time I, the last time I watched them was, was actually in the pub with you. Uh, I think we'd come back from a Leeds game, and that was when John Swift scored the absolute belter for them. He's a good player. Um, He's a really good player, him. Yeah, so they're kind of looking better than they have done in in the last couple of years, but um, 
yeah, they've they've just they've not quite put it together. Yeah, uh, they'll have Ovi Ajawi in midfield as well. He, when we played him away, he stood out a mile. But it was a bit like when we played against a very easy Ellen Road, and he, uh, you know, when he did loads of really good stuff, but it was a bit too far away from goal for it to matter. Yeah, it was a bit like that. So he he's a good player, and we'll have to keep an eye on him. Um. He's a good. He's a good signing for them. I know I said this last time because because it, it's the loan with. I think it's this is around five million they're paying for I, him at the I end. I think of the it season. was less. I think it was three and a half, if I remember right. It's, yeah, it's a good signing for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, they've st- striking wise, obviously Puskas is the main man, but they've st- they've got Lucas Yao as well. And that Yaku Mete. And Yaku Mete is quite good. He's when he's on, he's a good player. It's it's not a bad squad when you look at it. No, when when I look at it, I do think it's a bit top heavy. Mm. Like when I look at the defenders. Like Andy Yeardom at fullback will probably play Michael Morrison and Matt Miazga. Liam Moore. Liam Moore's quite good. Yeah. That's solid at this level, what uh, you want. Chris Chris Gunter's there, I suppose. They've got that Andy Rinomoto, that fairly young centre mid, he's quite good. But it's not yeah. a it's not a squad that's gonna terrify anyone. No. Um I mean we... I'd I'd say, ooh, what will Leeds be? But we played well. If no one gets injured, we'll be unchanged. Yeah. I mean, where are they like... now? They're they're 15th. They're 15th, but they have a plus four goal difference. Which is odd. Yeah, that generally means that, you know, because that means that if they've been playing well, they're winning well, and then they're losing by odd goal in others. It's like, by the way, it's like going into, I put some on the, for it all together, uh, Twitter. When Leeds played Bristol City, it was second v seventh, and it still is. But going yeah. into that game, it was first v twenty second in the XG table, and that's what it looked like. Yeah. But Reading, uh, Reading, I've just got the XG table up because that reminded me when I thought of it. Uh, Reading is seventeenth in it. Okay, eh, there are thereabouts. They've got the they've conceded the fewest goals of any team in the bottom half of the table anyway. Which I don't know what that tells you. The right. most, the most, the most organised mid-table team. Yeah, you see, that surprises me because as I say, when I looked at the squad on paper, it's for defence that I'm not, that I don't think looks particularly good. So this is what it's one of it. Obviously, Leeds are the better side. Leeds should win this game, but Reading, I don't think are a bad side. I think they're better than fifteenth. Actually, just looking at the table, they have the fewest goals conceded of anyone outside the top six. Do they? Yeah, I mean, you've got Blackburn and Millwall who are on, and Chef Wednesday have all just conceded one more. But like you said, Ellen conceded thirty-seven while you're fifteenth. Because be- yeah. below that, you've got QPR who conceded fifty-one. Yeah. I tell you what, Blackburn uh, are doing well to be on run they are because they're making a real run at the playoffs. And obviously, Bradley Dax out for the season, and. They got in Lewis Holtby, who they thought, well, if we can get him fit, he can kind of replace him, and he's out for the season. And yeah. they're still playing well and getting wins, so Mobley's doing quite well there. I mean, just look, just looking at the table now, you've got uh, Preston have got the last 
playoff place on 58 points tied with Bristol City um, and then you can go down to 11th where you've got Swansea on 48 so still there's still not really been any sort of separation amongst anyone here uh, so you've you know in contention you've got Swansea Millwall Cardiff Blackburn Bristol and to be honest between Brentford Forest and Preston and, and even Fulham and, and worryingly could probably draw us into this like it you know, doesn't take a whole lot to swing for for one of those teams to drop out no no there's a it's it's a tight league although it's not I, I haven't got it in front of me but league one is even weirder I think there's something daft like eight points between first and eleventh yeah uh, it's um after the result on on Saturday, all I could think was, "God, I wish it was the end of March." Yeah. Well, obviously, we everyone's feeling a bit better after that result. So, what do you reckon for Reading at home? Um, I mean, in the I know, kind of using games from the first half of the season aren't, aren't the best point of reference at this point for us, but we because that was another one we came away with just a one nil win. In fact, there was a was it ninetieth minute winner from a counter-attack um but we were the better team there and i think and i think we'll win i'm gonna say i'm gonna stick with one nil one nil leads uh i was gonna say two nil but come to think right. of it i do not remember that Le- that leeds reading game at all oh yeah it was jack jack harrison 87th minute wasn't it was that was that the back post cross yeah where he he collects it and the kind of gets the move started and he just sprints the and length he, of the field yeah and he ran I remember now because he ran like hell and then just slowed up to time his run properly yeah and headed it in at back post didn't he yeah yeah that was a big uh, win that. Uh, so then uh, I, have, I haven't got to go to many but I have got one for this uh, managed to get a ticket for once Middlesbrough away Wednesday improved Middlesbrough from from when we last saw them yeah, it happened again. By the way, you know that weird thing with coach tickets. Yeah, when I, I went to get a ticket and include coach travel, and it just said you have too many tickets. Wouldn't have it, but if I'd bought it without a coach tra- ticket, it worked fine. So I'm off on train. Okay. Which after Wigan away, we know can only go well. Yeah. This one will be a bit more rushed though, because I think it's about a twenty minute walk from the ground to Middlesbrough train station. I haven't got loads of, I haven't got loads of wiggle room for time. Yeah. And there's no, I don't think there's any, and there's no direct ones back at that time either. So you have to change at York. I think the worst part of it is you've got to go to Middlesbrough. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because did you, go, did you go to this one last year? Yeah. When we drew one, one Calvin Phillips with the 100th minute headed equalizer might yeah, have even should... been 101st. Uh, I, I might be I might be overplaying this, but this is the one where Jack Clark died on the touchline, and we had to resuscitate him. Or something. yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, he died. In, they look, they brought him back, but unfortunately, by then he was imbued. He <laughs> was imbued with the spirit of someone else. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he left his career in in his other body. Mm. Um, but. I mean, they, they've, they've picked themselves out of the relegation zone anyway. What, the 18th in the table, 37 points. So they're six points clear of, of Wigan in the last relegation spot. 
Yeah, they're still not good, but they have massively improved. They had a really good Christmas run, didn't they? Yeah, uh, which to be honest, after again after the home game, I, you want I I would have had them as a dead certainty to go down because they were terrible. Uh, I I'm not I don't actually agree with the the tables lying thing, but to be fair to him, they are eleventh in the XG table. But the XG table means fuck all. I know, because we'd be... Hang on, because I, I, we, I was going to say we'd be first. Everyone knows we'd be first. We would be 15 points clear. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they have improved. Uh, like, they've managed to get Ashley Fletcher playing something like, by the looks of it, although their form recently, like, they, they haven't won any of the last six. You know, they, yeah. they had that good run and they've dropped off again. And that... Did you see their result at the weekend? No. They got beat one nil at home by Luton, which is a it's, that's a bad result. Yes. No. I, again, just looking at their, their their team now, and it's there's some decent players in there. I mean, they because they brought in Ravel Morrison. Yeah, I think he's only played like one game. Apparently, he played all right in it as well. But yeah, with Ravel Morrison, it, it was one of those strange things because I think Ferguson rated him fairly highly, but uh, I think he needs to get out of Manchester. So. You know, when you need someone to get out of a big city and stay out of trouble, London's clearly the best place to go. Um, but now you just you look at the career Morrison's had, and he's he's just he's been all over the place. Yeah, because I mean, he had the run at West Ham where he he started playing really well, didn't he? And then it fell apart a bit. He had that little bit at Lazio. He went and played in Mexico, and I can't remember who for. Atlas. Yeah. 20 games, three goals, and a red card as well. I think he went and played in Sweden as well, didn't he, for someone? Ostersund. I should have guessed Ostersunds. That's where all the English ones go. Even yeah. though, by the looks of this thing next to his name, I think he may have declared for Jamaica. Uh, did he make an England squad? Uh, he, he definitely played youth football. I don't know if he made a squad. Um... Yes, yeah, this career has just kind of gone all over the place. He's three games for uh, uh, well, Sheffield United, and then and now he's at Middlesbrough. Yeah, uh, yeah, England under twenty one. I haven't. It, it doesn't say out about Jamaica here. It was just that was the uh, flag next to his name. Oh, okay. Um, international career. He yeah, was invited. Should... He was invited to training with Jamaica to discuss switching his national allegiance. All right. uh, he was named in as one of the forty players in a preliminary squad for the Gold Cup last year. Yeah. Which does that mean he didn't make it? No, I think that probably means he didn't go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just. just I mean, I'm just trying to see how old he is now. Cause he's, 20, he's 27. 27, and all right, I'm only on Wikipedia, so you can kind of take, take this with a pinch of salt. But he's only made 133 professional appearances Yeah. in that time. Well, he's, he's just been one of them, hasn't he? It's, it's, he hasn't been able to get his head right. Yeah. Which, so. It seemed like an odd signing for Middlesbrough because... The thing that helped them is 
Woodgate's put quite a lot of faith in youth. Like that Hayden Coulson that's been playing on the left. You know, he's play, I think he can play left back and midfield, but he's coming to the side. He's been playing. Whether, that Dale Fry's been playing at centre back and he's, meant, he's looking pretty good. Obviously, they've played Johnny yeah. House and all other, like centre back, right back, all of it shop. Uh, Nathan Wood, who's only 17, has. I don't think he's played much. He's been in squad a few times. All I can say about him is that he's he gets good on Football Manager. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Jed, that Jed Spence as well that plays wide right, he's meant to be pretty good. Lewis Wing's still young. Ash, Ashley Fletcher, who I know we'd laugh about because of all the money that people have spent on him and it didn't work out, he seems to be playing something like, and he's still only like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Marcus Tavernier on wings only 20 they've signed Paddy Roberts on loan from Man City he's only 23 so they've got yeah. a good young English core they've, they've still got Paddy McNair who's a good player and then I, of course rising above all of them like a phoenix is Adam Clayton <laughs> that's just an undying love in Jack's heart for Adam Clayton if Michael Brown gets to play in a fucking Legends game gotta say Nemetra and and Roberts uh, were decent signings at the start of the window I think yeah for them to get them in for the rest of the season I think Nemetra went to play out in Bundesliga didn't he for the first half of the season but it didn't work out yeah I don't think he got enough game time I haven't looked the games are on now but um, like apparently Ethan Ampadu might be starting for Red Bull Leipzig against Spurs tonight on one from Chelsea. He's barely played, which is a real waste because he's a good player. But, mm. you know, like like Spurs have got no strikers because Kane and Son are both injured. Yeah. Apparently Leipzig have got no defenders because they're all injured. So I aren't looking at the score, but it might be 9-all. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Lucas Moura's played well. <laughs> well since I've got... But now I can give you the half-time scores for the Champions League if you like. Yeah, not that so we're really going to not that we're going to timestamp. Not we're going to timestamp <laughs> because I because I jokingly said that it will actually be nil nil. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Atletico Madrid leading Liverpool one nil and nil nil between Dortmund and Paris Saint Germain. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, and then which ones are tomorrow? The Red Bull Leipzig Spurs and At- Atalanta Valencia. I hope Atalanta win. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, and obviously the other the other one who, whenever I've seen him lately, don't look half the player anymore. But he still must have it in him a bit. They've still got a Samba longer. Yeah. Again, decent player to have at this have at this level. Um. You know they've not got a bad attack line now, but. You know, especially when we saw them, they just they just weren't getting the service. Oh, I mean, at Ellen Road, they were shite. Like, they were utterly crap. I mean, was it 4-0 that finished? Yeah, that finished 4-0, because we'd scored. We were 2-0 up after 10 minutes, weren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they offered absolutely nothing in that game, but and they're, they're now not playing well, so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how how they turn out that day but again it's a, it's a team we sh- we should beat fairly comfortably yeah we we should beat them fairly comfortably so anyway one all <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm going to stick i'm going to stick to uh 
It's one of those things that I, th- that I find quite funny in this whole Bielsa thing. That he's not got more of a reputation for 1 0 wins. You know, like kind of George Graham esque. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to 1 0. I've given up on a scoring more than two. Yeah. And then the last one that we'll do on this 10 points above the relegation zone in 17th. If the teams in the relegation, if they're lucky, they've just got enough points because sold the best two players in dead, on deadline day, Hull City away. Yeah, that was... They've that got was, two points that, from the last six. That was really a sign of giving up, wasn't it, when you're selling uh, Grisicki and, and Jared Bowen. That was... I don't know, obviously... The, and the just to say, was... defensively, their last four games, they lost 5-1 at home to Brentford, drew one all with Reading, got beat 3-0 at Blackburn, and then drew 4 all with Swansea. My God. So defensively... They've not been good. And then I look at who who's, who scored have their centre-backs as their highest-rated players that are still there. <laughs> Jordi Davies, who's, what I've seen, he looks all right. And the actual explanation, even though he's only played five games, Matthew Pennington. Wow. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, that... If you're a Hull fan, ah, it's got to really hurt when that's like, that's how your deadline day ends. I, I don't know. We've had some interesting deadline days, but don't go to benches yet. But at least, <laughs> and as much as I love him, it was only Matt Smith and Dominic Polian. Yeah, at least what, it we, wasn't we, <laughs> like Ross McCormack. Ah, <laughs> Ross McCormack and <laughs> Ross McCormack is gone. What? What? Oh, for God's sake! Like. Um. Yeah, I, it's it's tough, but I don't like. I don't know if you what if you hold what you do now. If if you just look and just think, all right, we rebuild in the summer. I'm assuming that's what they're going to try because and use the money. Uh, I really, I think that they do have enough cushion that they'll get away with it. But I really do think that they could fall like stone. I mean, they've got Reese Reese Burke's an all right centre back who will probably play ahead of Pennington, who is not an all-right centre-back. Uh, like George Long in goal, no. Uh, they've signed Marcus Madison. Now, I think that's a good signing. I've banged on about how much I rate him for years now. They did get Malik Wilkes in. And they got Malik Wilkes in, who they tried to get in the summer, didn't they? Because, uh, well, they've still they've got... It's Grant McCann, isn't it, their manager? And he was their manager at... He was his manager at Donny. Yeah. Eric Lehigh, fresh off lying about lying about Bamford at Ellen yeah. Road. Can you remember when he uh, like his ass brushed the keeper's head and he said he ran up and need him? Yes, it was um, yeah an interesting tactic to take. Yeah, like they've got they've got a few players that you go, yeah, they're all right, but you, they haven't got anyone that really stands out. Yeah, not anymore. No, and not now. They've gone like. Kevin Stewart is okay. Eric Lehigh is all right. Jackson Irving's quite good. Uh, that Leo de Silva Lopez that, Kem- that was at Peterborough, he look- he's all right, but no, really. John Terrell's got a load of ability because he was, he was good when he was at Brentford. Yeah. Uh, um, obviously, Wilkes we know all about and he'll be well up for it because he played well for Barnsley when he played us, didn't he? 
Yeah. And um, the one the one thing that worries me about them is they do have a big shithouse striker who's good in the air. Tom Eaves. Who I think I, th- who I think they got from Gillingham and he scored a shitload for them last season, but he's done he's adapted quite well to the league and he he could cause us problems. Anytime. Anytime we talk about Hull now and I and I hear big shit out striker, I just assume Caleb Foley. Yeah. Even though he That's wasn't big. <laughs> he was quite no, he was massive with Caleb Foley. I'm mixing him up with Craig Fagan. Yes, you are. Yeah. Caleb Foley was big. Craig Fagan wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Craig Fagan was little nippy striker. Caleb yeah. Foley, well, I say massive, he was six foot two, but he was he was a shit out of a striker. Yeah. The problem is like, if it was a Tuesday night, I know what score I'd definitely go for. But whenever we play Hull away, I just think 2-2. Yeah. Because it happened Rob's... about, seemed to happen every year. Yeah, Rob Snodgrass free kick. But because it's not a Tuesday night, and they really have been awful lately, I'm going to go for fairly, I'm, I'm going to go, fuck it, 3-0 win. I think this will be comfortable. I'm going to play it safe and go 1-0 win. So is that three one no wins for you? Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um no, yeah, we we should get past these with with no problem really. Like you say, there's 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 no real threat there now. I think it'll be interesting to see how Madison does at this level. Um I, I dare say watching him against Leeds isn't really a, a fair if well, actually depending on which Leeds team turns up. Um but yeah, it's a team that's kind of been that's had the the best of it ripped out. Um, so yeah, we should we should we should do well. And to be honest, I, I, I'm going with one nil, but I would be disappointed if the score was any lower than two nil. Yeah, Reading at home, Middlesbrough away, Hull away. I mean, seven's a minimum, isn't it? Really? Yeah, especially with and it is quite nice. I saw someone brought up a graphic from. Uh, BBC Sport. I, I was I just, I was just about to bring this up. The graphic that should give you confidence, and, for, and with me, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we've only, we've only got one game against a, a top six side, whereas all the other teams have still got to play each other a few times. Which the only same, the thing I take from that is not so much that we're not playing top six teams; it's more that there's going to be teams taking points off each other during that time. Yeah, which, which I think. Really, at this, I mean, at this stage, if West Brom, I don't know who they still have to play in the top six, but I, I don't mind if they'd run off and beat all of them. That would do me a favour. No, no, I'm, I, 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 obviously, if you're picking, you want to win it, but it really does make sod all difference whether you come first or second. Yeah, I'd, I'd just as long as it's automatic, that's all I care about. Mm. Um, so yeah, when you've got a run like this, and especially with kind of the hit and miss form like looking at looking at the form table now in the top six no one's won more than three in their last five you know West you know we've won two Fulham have won two Brentford have won two Forest have won two yeah um you know Preston and, and West Brom that have both won three have also lost one of those so yeah it is it is it's one of the things I really find you know funny that Pete and I think I said to you people talk about how unpredictable the Premier League is and yeah that's this season this is what the championship's like all the time yeah now I'm a 
I, I put on Twitter actually earlier, because Leeds' under-23s game got called off on Monday, I feel like that Bristol City game, and I mean, it was Saturday, it's Tuesday now, I feel like it was about 10 days ago. Mm. It's, it's felt ages, so but I'm I'm going to be well up for a game by the time Saturday comes around. Yeah, and I'm going to be even more in the mood having seen the amazing music in the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Your love for Stuart Dallas will never have been greater. Yeah. Well, I reckon that'll just about do us, and we'll come back after that whole game. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and I'm right. sure I'm sure we'll be in a buoyant mood. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say anything after that to be honest like, <sighs> very no. much coming there. hopefully it all goes well uh, yeah hopefully we can have some more weekends like last weekend where there was like only two of us won in the top ten yeah Ugh. I think Brent, I think Brentford early kickoff on Saturday so plenty of people will be keeping their score on the phone yeah I'd, like I said I really wish it was the end of March I, I, when we were in the top two, I wish it was the end of May. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it Jack, there. I'm, tra- I'm trying to be realistic here, Jack. <laughs> but no, I reckon uh, that'll do us. So, I, have I got all else that needs to plug it? Obviously, we've plugged the gigs pretty hard, which is important. Uh, the stuff that we write goes up on through it all together, which is on Twitter, at THIU, it's all LUFC. Uh, at the minute, the website's been a little bit quiet because there hasn't been much to say and there isn't exactly any massive opinion pieces wanting to be written. Everyone's going, ah, Bamford's not great, Kiko's not great, we love Bielsa. There's not really much to say. Uh, Hold the the press, guys. (laughs) Unless I take up writing clickbait articles, which you never know I might do. Leeds Leeds face legends in upcoming game. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait until it all kicks off and there's a massive brawl at the Bayern Legends game. That'd be great. To be honest, I think Norman Hunter would be the one to to get that started as well. Yeah, definitely. God, if he sees Franz Beckenbauer, to fucking punch him. Is he still? Is isn't he banned from football yet? I don't know. He should be. By the way, as sorry, I'll give you I'll, just something I saw the other day. Samu Saiz has scored his first goal of the season the other week. Yeah, and wasn't it like a ninety-second minute winner or something? Yeah, he's uh, he was. He was asked if he if he thought he could recapture the form that got him a move to Leeds, um, and he, he gave even in Spanish gave a fairly typical you know what I would call a Steven Gerrard answer. Just yeah, you know, want to go out there, do well for the fans, do well for the lads, do well for the team. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I just do what Raúl Bravo allegedly told me to. <laughs> Is, he, <laughs> Is he Irish? I realised Samu was Irish. Yeah, look, you've been, you've seen Liverpool, right? What's it next to? Ireland, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just for someone we thought so highly of outside of the spitting that we thought so highly of as a player. Like he's dropped back to the Spanish second division and and cannot do it anymore. Yeah, well, he's just one of them. You need the application as well as the ability. Yeah, you know he clearly had the ability, but Adrian Tavares had loads of ability as well. <laughs> and, where's, and where's he now? Switzerland, exactly. Is he still at FC Sion? I'd, I'd, from when I last checked, he was. Ah, fuck it. Tweet as if we're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's moved to Sturmgratz, you idiots. Yeah, he's, he might be. He might not be. I really don't care anymore. Right. Uh, 
yeah, fuck no, there's no there's no else for us to plug, is there? Uh if you don't already follow us on Twitter, it's at Mighty Whites Pod, you probably do. And if you don't, you really should, because you know we uh, we do sometimes such good jokes that we might get four, even five retweets. Oh mate. Heady times. Yeah. Or we can go viral by just posting Paul Wilson's songs. And yeah. if you want to hear Paul Wilson's songs, go to the game <laughs> early on Saturday. In a bit. 